Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, What to Do When You're Stuck in a Rut. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson that is filled with hope and optimism in a time when we can all use it. You may be in a rut right now with a relationship or a job or a situation in your life, but there is hope and there is help. So join us today as the preacher reveals what we all want to hear and what we all need to hear. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Let's take our Bibles and go to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 this morning. Thank you for being here, Mark chapter 10. Talk about a guy in the Bible that most of us are familiar with, but make an analogy that maybe you've never made before with this guy. I want to talk to you about the subject of what to do when you're stuck in a rut. What to do when you're stuck in a rut. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then he charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. The occasion here is this is Christ's final week of public ministry. Everywhere he goes, the, 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 the people are still lining the streets. The throngs are following him. Uh, there is a crowd everywhere he goes. But in the crowd this day is a son of Timaeus, this blind Bartimaeus. Little doubt that this man was a local identity, a landmark, somebody that everybody knew. Each day he would go to the same place, perhaps in the market or just out in the street, and he would beg. And the life of a beggar, especially in a third world country, monotony, throwing himself on the mercy and benevolence of others, you can imagine how humiliating it was. It was a life of, it was a life of survival. It was a monotonous life. And he was blind. You can imagine him sitting along the side of the road and dust being kicked up as others went by. Always wondering what was going on. Always asking questions. Having to be dependent upon others to be his eyes. There were admonitions in the book of Deuteronomy, if you read your Old Testament, about the treatment of people like this. To be kind to them. And yet, he more than likely was teased by children. Because he was vulnerable, he was probably often robbed by the cruel. It wasn't his chosen life, but one that he had been ostracized to. It looked like this man had nobody to help and nobody to assist. 
I'm going to take him this morning and have him represent any one of us here when we're stuck in a rut. This man was stuck in a rut. Sometimes you're stuck in a rut with your thinking or your way of looking at things. Sometimes it feels like our whole life is stuck in a rut. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's a relationship. Sometimes marriages get into a rut. Sometimes it's a sin, a habit, or a vice. Sometimes it's just a sense of discouragement, a period of depression, or perhaps a wounded spirit. The Bible says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Sometimes that rut is a circumstance that seems to hold us hostage. We get fixated on it, almost obsessed with it, and it seems to color everything in our lives. We need to remember that life is full of cycles. God ordained it so. Seasons. Seasons bring about beauty and fruitfulness in nature. So it is in life. We have different seasons of life. But to be stuck in one phase constitutes a rut. Someone once said, a rut is a grave with both ends kicked out. The woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5 was stuck in a rut. She had been that way for 12 years. She had gone on for a long time. Literally, her life was hemorrhaging from her body. But also financially and spiritually, it was bringing her down. Sometimes our relationship with the Lord crawls along in seemingly the same way. And we need the same thing that this gal needed. She just wanted to touch the hem of the garment of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question this morning. When's the last time you just jumped out of bed with anticipation for the day? Someone once said some Christians get up in the morning and say, Good morning, Lord. Others get up in the morning and say, Good Lord, it's morning. So a Garfield cartoon one time, he said, If we were supposed to pop out of bed in the morning, we'd all sleep in toasters at night. I think from time to time, every one of us finds ourselves in a rut. Isn't that a fact? And you might not be in one today, but you've been in one in the past, and you'll probably be in one in the future. Let's talk about four different things that this man did to get out of this rut. First of all, look at verses 46 through 48. He begins to cry out in verse 47, and then he gets charged by those that are around him to hold his peace. The first thing I say to you this morning is don't let opposition keep you stuck in a rut. He was begging, verse 46, but when he heard it was Jesus, he began to cry out. He took action, but anytime you take action, you're liable to get a reaction. And so he did. And the Bible says in verse 48 that many charged him. The companion text in Luke chapter 8 tells us this, hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. Well, he was blind, but he wasn't deaf. And he began to ask those around him and say, Is that the Jesus that I heard about that raised Lazarus from the dead? And someone said, Yep, that's him. He then asked, he says, Is that the one that healed the woman with the issue of blood? And someone else said, Sure. The calm, the troubled seas, that turned the water into wine, that fed the 5,000, by now they're getting annoyed with him. Then he asked one final question. Is that the one who healed the maniac of Gadara 
And they said, yeah, but shh, you're embarrassing us. Be quiet. And what does the Bible say? He cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't allow the opposition to keep him in the rut. He sensed an opportunity to get help. He didn't care if everyone thought that he was a raving lunatic. The Bible says he cried the more. You know what I think sometimes happens? We hear preaching and the invitation comes and you've seen it with lost people. They don't respond. And a lot of times I suspect people don't respond because they're just afraid of what other people are going to think. Messages preached and God speaks to my heart and resist taking action. Why? Because we're afraid that God's people will see us come forward and pray. You see, sometimes we intimidate ourselves into staying into a rut. Bartimaeus could have rationalized, well, I'm blind Bartimaeus, that's who I am. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to be. And everyone else says this is what I'm supposed to be. And this is who I am and what I'm supposed to be, so we'll just leave it that way. You know, the crowd will stereotype you. You know that. And so sometimes the worst opposition of all is when we oppose ourselves. Paul talks about that in 2 Timothy chapter 2. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. I've heard so much that now I oppose myself, so I stay quiet. I become content with the status quo, but not this guy. He cried all the more. Uh, number two, take a look at verses 48 and 49. If you're stuck in a rut, the next thing to do is obtain help by getting God's attention. Look at verse 49. He gets crying out in verse 48, and the Bible says, And Jesus stood still. You know, more than anything else, when I pray, that's what I'm looking for. Knowing God is hearing my prayers. The Bible talks about asking, seeking, and knocking, and we, we see three progressive levels of urgency. Asking can be casual, seeking is a lot more urgent, and knocking is desperate. People sometimes clam up in a rut. Well, I've prayed before and it didn't work. Well, you can't give up. Get God's attention. Especially if it's sin in our own lives. You know, sometimes we try to, I mean, imagine trying to hide something from God. Uh, of anyone we should be open and transparent with, it should be the Lord. Besides that, He has mercy for us. And He stopped Jesus right in His tracks. Folks, prayer can do what God can. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, What to Do When You're Stuck in a Rut, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, the preacher has brought thoughts of hope and of encouragement that many are in dire need of today. A lot of people get stuck in a rut because they are simply guessing at how to get out of it. But thanks be to God that there is help in the person of Jesus Christ, who wants everyone to live victorious lives through Him. Jesus wants you to live happy and fulfilled lives. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, 
If you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.